Glory to Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The feast that we celebrate this evening, or begin our celebration this evening, has many parallels or echoes uh, in various stories within Scripture. Joachim and Anna are without child. This is a theme throughout the Old Testament. And when they receive the gift from God, their child, they have promised to give the child to the temple, to the worship of the temple. Does that remind you of any particular story in the Old Testament? That's not rhetorical. Yes. Hannah. Hannah and Samuel. Why do you know? <laughs> your, Hannah happens to be your patron. Hannah and Samuel, we have out of desperation, out of loss, we have Hannah, this, just this infamous scene where she's crying and she's so beside herself and crying out to the Lord in the temple that the priest thinks that she's uh, gotten into the liquor cabinet, as it were, because she's so beside herself crying out to God for what she does not have, and giving her firstborn, Samuel, the gift from God that she was so set upon at a very early age. So we have Joachim and Anna in the story of Joachim and Anna. They're spurned, Joachim is spurned by the priest, another interesting situation in regards to the priesthood and the temple. And then when they bring the gift, uh, the Theotokos, to the temple, the story is that she is, they have a conversation when she's two, whether they should bring her to the temple. They say, maybe we need to wait a year. So they bring her to the temple at three. And she, according to the Synoxarium, there's different accounts uh, that emphasize little different things of this feast. Uh, they have g little girls going before them, and you can see it in the icon, uh, bearing light. Uh, and the Synoxarian says that they put the lights in front of the Theotokos because she's three, so that she wouldn't look behind her to look for her parents, but that she would follow the lights into the temple. Uh, tricks parents do all over the time. <laughs> Consistently to this day, how do I get them to do this thing? I will just put the carrot in front of them and lead them where I want them to go. This evening, the, the emphases of that movement, the, the despair, the crying out to God, the reception of the gift, the free sacrifice and offering of that gift back to God, and dedication in the temple. And then I think it helps to think of Theotokos, is escorted out by uh, Zacharias, the high priest, into the high place. But Samuel, he sleeps in the temple. And do you remember the story of Samuel? What happens? He hears his name, right? And he thinks it's who crying out for him? The priest. The priest. Do you remember the name of the priest? Eli? Yes. So he goes and wakes up Eli. Eli's like, Go back to bed. Samuel goes back to bed. He hears it again. He goes back to Eli. What? What? And Eli says, go back to bed. 
But he also tells him, if you hear it again, then you need to pay attention to it. And then Samuel, when he hears it again, he realizes that it's God calling and talking to him. This is in the middle of the night. As we move, and I've felt it, especially this past week, the movement into darkness of these days, where it's completely pitch black at six, and we have in the ushering of the nativity fast, the change of the seasons, the cooling down, the death around us of the leaves falling, the nights darken, and we spend more of our time in the darkness, like Samuel, and we maybe hear God calling to us, but many times, or at least for myself, I filled that darkness with a whole lot of uh, inexpensive uh, fake light, uh, ways to distract myself, ways to not enter into the temple, to not even be in the grounds, the foregrounds of the temple, uh, much less to be where the Theotokos is, in the silence, in the depth, the heart of the temple where God is enthroned. But instead, I find myself uh, wasting the time, time that is ripe for encounter, time that is ripe for God to say my name, to call out to me, and for me to actually be fed, as the Theotokos was, by angels, to, in the silence and the darkness, encounter in my own temple, my heart, as we hear all of these themes throughout the hymnody this evening, that I might myself actually encounter God, may actually hear him. We have, at the beginning of this nativity fast, an opportunity, an entrance into a particular time, as the Theotokos entered into the temple. As the Synoxarian uh, says, this, and it took me a second because I kind of glossed over it when I first read it. It's at the very end of the Synoxarian reading. That it has, that this is when God betrothed himself to human nature. And at first I just kind of glossed over it because that seems like nice, good Orthodox talk. And then I had to stop a second and say, what, is that, what does that mean? God has begun the process of setting aside his bride, the one uh, the Theotokos, who uh, he will come to this, uh, come to be with us, to be the ladder, to be the altar, to be the Ark of the Covenant, to be the jar of manna, to be the budding rod of Aaron, that she will be and is all of these things so that God could be with us. What better feast? to begin our journey to our Lord's nativity, his birth in the depths of a cave, and the darkness and into the depths of our own souls. May God give us grace to listen as Samuel did, to with joy enter into the temple as the Theotokos did, and pray, use this time wisely for the coming feast so that we may with her rejoice in the fullness of the salvation that God has wrought for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
at 9 in the morning, so uh, the hours will begin.